You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 33, as the New York Rangers got a huge, huge, huge win against Andy's Calgary Flames, and <laughs> well, we'll get into that yeah. pretty soon, but uh, I, you know what, we'll get right into it. Uh, I have to ask you, Andy, I, I would ask you how you're doing, but I know you're doing not so well since the New York Rangers beat your Calgary Flames. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I guess for context for people, uh, I, I expressed to James and some other hockey fan friends that I maybe saw where the league was coming from with the, the kicking motion uh non uh you know missed call like and just because it's like I, it's kind of tough because it's like i think what i felt is that obviously the whole point is you have to have your your skate outstretched first and ready and static when it deflects off which i understand but i know it, it's like in reality it's hard to do so i don't know it was one of those things where it was like He's trying to beat 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 the puck, you know, outstretch with his foot, but obviously it's still kind of moving forward, which I get. But I don't know. A part of me was like, it felt like it just kind of banked off of his skate. Um, so much, not so much as like it was going one way and then he kicked it, and went in. But again, I mean, as it was explained to me, and I will actually concede that it is a that that fault like that fulcrum of the knee is. Yeah, it's a it's a forward motion with the leg, so it I I will concede that I was maybe at first I was like, well, I maybe can see why, and a part of me thought maybe it wasn't technically a kick, but I do. Someone, as one of my friends already explained to me, by letter of the law, that is a distinct kick, kicking motion. So I'm um, I'm eating crow on that one. I was wrong, but uh, uh, so you, obviously a fun game so nonetheless. You're not a you're not a Flames I, fan. Uh, thank God, no. <laughs> okay, there's not a lot to because again, that um, although whether honestly, even if you're a Flames fan, I mean, that was a fun, fun game, man. That was and that had to be a best top ahead, three first. for the Rangers fans. That had to be a top three game of the season. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, I mean, obviously, let's not count playoffs, but in terms of regular season games over the last right. few seasons, what are your highlights? off the top of your head that were so much fun or so 
distinctive that you can remember? Well, I mean, for this year, I mean, there's a few games that stick out, and I would have to say the whole, the opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning, I thought we played fantastic. Um, that kind of week, I thought we played really good hockey. And then, honestly, this game. Like, for me, this game, I don't know if it was just a perfect storm of, and not to hijack and, and, and not answer your question, but for no. me, the game re- might take the actual cake because I just think the way the Rangers had the big break and then they had to play the Washington Capitals that and lost 4 nothing and it was total letdown. And then here we are coming back after a 10-day break. I'm like, you know, I'm not expecting much from the New York Rangers. I even said the Flames game was a throwaway game for me because I had no faith that they would be able to, you know, bring any sort of consistency and effort. And I'm not saying the hockey was great. But the energy was there, man. I mean, you saw what the Rangers are capable of when they're throwing the body, moving their feet, and just, you know, playing a, a really exciting style of hockey. And the Flames countered everything that the Rangers brought. I thought, you know, obviously we'll get into Truba and everything, but, you know, the Flames are right there. And you see why that they are battling for, you know, their, their seed in the playoffs for, uh, coming out of the you know West. I, you know, just it was an underrated or I, I should say it was a, a really shocking game considering who the opponent was when we were playing them and just, you know, uh, the history of the New York Rangers playing after a long break. So again, yeah, I mean, for me, this is right up there with the home opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, yeah, there's not many games this season I can really say. You know, that Dallas game was exciting when Gauthier scored that nice goal. There was a couple of them, and I'm sure I'm missing a big one. But, you know, what did you think, Andy? Yeah, no, I mean, my sentiments pretty much echo yours. A lot of fun, a tough test because, like we said, Daryl said our teams, even if they're even in a down year like this year maybe for the Flames, they're still a really tough team that is pretty attentive to the details and tries defense hard and play four checks hard and uh yeah, just makes tries to make life difficult for the opponent. Um, I will say that I think ultimately seeing the way the Rangers kept, you know, scoring first and then coming back, and uh, just ultimately, I thought the Rangers, the chances were you see just how much Calgary misses Goudreau and Kachuk, and just having because it was almost I feel like from a Calgary perspective it was almost just their approach that game even though obviously they scored a bunch of goals but I thought that was honestly more for the Rangers just being not attentive um it just yeah I, I don't know there was overall you can tell where the lack of forward creativity is in relation to obviously a year ago when they had that same structure but you have a player like Matthew Kachuk and a player like Johnny Gaudreau allowed to kind of free associate in that system it just bred great results for them but this year obviously they missed those two guys but um yeah man it was just it was i it because in the past usually i feel like it's been another team tries to be physical with the rangers then they get physical in retaliation this was the first time where it's like a team came in i thought the rangers were bullying the flames to start you know what i mean which is kind of interesting i didn't you know it's been a while since i saw that but then you kind of watch the whole game and you realize, well, oh man, you know, even the smaller guys get in on it. I mean, uh, Trocek throws a lot of hits and Blay, and obviously you have the fourth line, but obviously even Miller is starting to get a little bit more physical 
in his own corners and you have Harper and Truba and, you know, and Lafreniere likes to throw the body too. So, and obviously as the Kako and Heedle get stronger and, and more confident, they get heavier on the fourth check. And I think overall, you just see what a difference in terms of not being afraid to engage in that side of the game, which is clearly very important because it's not just about like big hits, fighting toughness, her, her, you know, it's, it's more about, uh, being on your assignments and separating from the puck with physicality. And I saw a lot of that, you know, sho- shoving guys to the ice and then skating away with the puck, like important things. But the pace was awesome. Like you said, I, maybe defensive details weren't there for both teams. And obviously, offensively, it wasn't super crisp, but it was still a lot of fun. It had a good pace. Uh, and it clearly both teams had jump and uh, just evident by all the extracurriculars that that, that was clearly the case. Yeah, and you know, I think you know, for the New York Rangers to eventually get these two points against the Calgary Flames is is huge. And you know, I know, I know, we kind of preach this that the New York Rangers every game is a big game, but you see now that the New York Islanders playing with a little maybe momentum and and belief that they can somehow leapfrog either Pittsburgh, Washington, or the New York Rangers, you know, for those last you know kind of three spots in the East, uh, basically essentially saying Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay have the, you know, Atlantic locked up and, you know, obviously Buffalo's in there and they're, they're going to be battling, but, you know, the Islanders believe in themselves. Pittsburgh, you know, is going to always linger around and, you know, Washington, uh, you know, just by the sheer amount of games that they play more than everybody else is just obviously in there too. So, um, yeah, it's just a much needed game for the New York Rangers. They played one of their more exciting games. The physicality, you see what Truba can do and how he can just take over the game with his like physical play. It doesn't always have to be with possession of the puck or or you know just defensively shutting down. It's just making a statement saying nobody is coming into our zone with their head down. Um, uh, he keeps it clean, and you know I know in the past there definitely are some questionable Truba hits and you know his actions but I thought every single one of his hits against the Flames were well, like that Clean that's, whistle. yeah I mean it's like clinical I mean it's like that's what you want to show kids like this is how you you know have an open ice hit I mean he's even dictating you know the play uh, of his opponents sometimes as he's coming down I mean they just freeze they don't even know what to do with the puck they just kind of let the puck go because they're like what the fuck was i supposed to do you know they ran out of space and time and here they are and true just runs right through you right through your chest so um that is pleasant pleasant to see and you know i think you know for the new york rangers here this week playing a wonky schedule against west coast teams and all of a sudden andy i want to bring this up too all of a sudden now the, the nhl just caters to the west and we now we have to stay up later i'm battling a cold my daughter's sick she's screaming all night and, you know, the NHL is just like, you know what, we're going to push the games back an hour because heaven forbid the Vancouver Canucks fans, uh, you know, couldn't watch from their cell phones at, at the first period on their cell phones because they're at work. It's like, come on now. We can't be catering to the West Coast here. This is New York. It's the Eastern Standard Time. That is the time, baby. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, um, you know, I'm just upset. It's an eight o'clock start. But that's why yeah. we're also doing the podcast prior to this game because it's just another hour we'd have to stay up uh doing a podcast after it so um yeah there's a lot more to this game andy do you have any other other thoughts to what i just said even if Uh, you 
No, I agree. And I think the big thing with Truba is that when I think he plays his best hockey, just outside of when he is being physical and leaned on and engaged like that, his I feel like he skates more with more purpose. He makes better outlet passes. He's more steady. He defends better. You know what I mean? But it's like, I feel like when he is being physical and throwing those hits and being engaged, that's when he looks, you know, because last year, I mean, two seasons ago, uh, Rangers fans were down on Truba. And then last year, he seemed to have a pretty solid year. There was not too much you could get him on the occasional mistake, but everyone makes mistakes. But um, mostly it was just what we've seen. And honestly, this team, we were talking about it just earlier in the season, how it didn't really feel like last year, but it's recently, it's been feeling a lot more like last season, right? I think literally starting from after the helmet toss and then all the way up to uh, the buzzer beater against Dallas. And, you know, it just, it's starting to rekindle some of the comeback magic they had last year and the no quit thing, which was clearly had lost they lost the plot a little bit there but they've they've seen somewhat bottled it back you know what i mean they've been able their records was excellent last month they're off to a good start again um and yeah i mean we'll see obviously they have some tough this tough schedule coming up but um and they're also unfortunately they're in the most competitive division in the league right now and of course no one wants to lose i mean just coming back from the break big win for pittsburgh um over uh Colorado the Islanders won two games in a row um back to backs against you know in fairness they played uh uh they played the uh the Flyers and then but a really good Seattle Kraken you know Sorokin gets a shutout so Bo Horvat they get a jump from him I think it seems like at least for the time being it's kind of given them a little bit a new lease on life um the Devils obviously not you know almost blew it but they they pull out uh, the victory um, and get the OT win over the Canucks the other night. So, but it shows that the Canucks won't go down without a fight, and they made it interesting against a really good Devils team. So, the Rangers have to be careful tonight. But uh, yeah, no one else in this division wants to fucking lose. So you have to keep winning, unfortunately. But uh, you know, the Rangers have been trending in an excellent direct direction. I think Steve Alcat just tweeted out that they achieved seven of a possible 10 points in their last, um, was it 10 game stretch or oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering this quote. So I'm just going to look it up really quick. Cause he did, uh, um, cause that's a big thing for him is to in order to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. In their most recent five game segment, the Rangers achieved a seven of a possible 10 points. So, you know, they're tracking towards the playoffs, which is basically, I think his his main thing is that you want to you basically want to get seven, like in five game segments you want to get seven of ten points. You know what I mean? And uh, the Rangers during their toughest points of the season that you know that stretch in December prior the helmet toss where they had three points in a one five game segment. You know, yeah. For the it, most part, uh, segment one of five games seven points. Segment two five points. Segment three five points. Segment four seven points. Segment five three points. Bad helmet toss. Segment six, eight points. Segment seven, eight points. Segment uh, eight, seven points. Segment nine, seven points, which is pretty comfortably starting to keeping them in third place, you know? And you think if they didn't maybe have as rough of a, rough of a stretch uh, in that December pre-helmet toss segment, and then maybe early on when they had some defensive things to figure out, that they would be in a much better spot, you know? But, um, 
yeah, but they've been they've been solid. They've they've basically regressed to or you know to the mean of being just a yeah solid, nothing crazy good, but also plays within themselves. You know, this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more. And that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, and, and listen... Again, I think my frustrations and, and people who think that I'm just a negative, always negative New York Rangers fan, it's just that if you're watching these games and you truly follow this team, you know there's another gear to the, their play. You know they can bring something more to the table. And that's the frustrating thing watching this team. And, and you know, it's it's not that I expect them to go out and win every single game. It's I don't like how they lose some of their games, you know, and especially earlier in the season, it's just a full collapse. And of course there's going to be games that they lose. Like that's just, that's the nature of the, of the game. I mean, nobody's going to go undefeated, even look at Boston as, you know, as historical as the season is for them, you know, they're still, they still lose games. So um, yeah, for, for the New York Rangers, I just think it's more about how you lose rather than, you know, when they lose or who they lose to. And it's just it's extremely frustrating because you saw a team last year go to the Eastern Conference Final and you just felt like there there was more there, and that's you know exciting and frustrating and you know going into this year I think we all had high expectations 
And, you know, sometimes in some games we fall short of those. So, you know, I'm here to be real. I'm here to be honest about, you know, my feelings with them. I do applaud them when they play well. I applaud them how they played and handled the Flames game. And, you know, I, I think if you bring in a little bit, I mean, they don't have to play as physical and Truba doesn't need to lay out because I also don't think that style of hockey is sustainable for 82 games. But again, there's a, there's, you know, a thing called balance and the Rangers can, you know, sort of, you know, harness, you know, the, the benefits of playing physical uh, with the ability to put the puck in the net. You know, you saw some key goals by some key players and you really hope that, you know, those things, you know, start to take, uh, you know, uh, habit. So, you know, I, I thought that the, I thought Zemika looked like he played one of his better games. I mean, he was skating and flying around and finally he put the puck in. Uh, I think he had, no, he had one power play goal and one five on five goal, but that five on five goal was, was obviously huge, you know, and, you know, Panarin actually stepped up and had a couple assists and, uh, you know, one player in particular, Andy, that I think we all need to talk about is Philip And I don't know what's going to happen to him next year, whether or not, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have a hard time believing he's going to get traded or moved or passed or, you know, but at the same time, you know, if they are thinking of trading him, shit, I mean, if he keeps this up, we might as well do it sooner rather than later because, I mean, the stock has to be really high on this kid as a as a center and that can move and, and play like him and just has the ability now to find the back of the net. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and the whole reason uh, Vinny Trocheck was abroad in, oh boy, sorry, my, uh, I don't know if anyone heard that, but I had a pop-up window open and started playing a really no. loud ad in my ear. Sorry about that. Um, but hindsight being twenty twenty, because the Rangers last season were disappointed in what they got from Heedle, uh, playoffs excluded, went out and signed Vincent Trocek as their second line center to play with Panarin. Obviously, if they could, again, much kind of like, you know, not knowing that Fox would break out or if they had, would have a mulligan or a do over, they probably wouldn't have signed him and would have saved some of that money, maybe gotten a lesser third line center or whatever. But not much you can do about that right now. But uh, yeah, Heedle is clearly, I believe he's. You know, and you, you have to remember, much like Lafreniere and Kako gets very little power play time, and yet he is pacing for what thirty-five goals or something this year. Yeah, and most at even strength, you know, and 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 he's pacing to, um, you know, be a fifty-point player with very little uh, power play time, if any. Like you know, so which is pretty goddamn impressive. And you just look at him and it's just, I think the biggest knock on him forever is that, you know, it was inconsistency being a little injury prone and that he had a kind of a lack of vision uh, for his athleticism and his, you know, his raw skills, but he's really putting it together. And I don't know if it's a combination. He's made some really savvy uh, plays and passes and, you know, obviously the face off shot against Toronto and, and just, Honestly, just using using that just straightforward speed and excellent release and just assertiveness. And, you know, I think a lot was made when the Rangers drafted him. They really made to look into his, I remember either listening or reading to Elliot Friedman talking about this years ago, the Rangers, like 
went so far to look into his family's like, I don't know if they, they just looked at basically studied. They're like, well, his father's very tall. His uncles are very tall. His mother's very tall. Both of his parents were former athletes uh, in uh, Czechia. And they just basically were like, this kid's going to keep growing and he's got superior athletic genes. And you look at him that for how fast he moved for a guy as tall and lanky as is, who was getting stronger, obviously. His brother's a personal trainer. He works out with him in the um, the off season. And you just see how much stronger it is. You just, it's, he, he just, you can't beat him in the corners anymore because he sticks his, his Yager butt out. But he's so fast for, and fleet of foot for a guy that rangy. You know what I mean? That's such a deadly combination. You know, he's just, he's got a, he's does everything quick which is what this team really lacks and really surprised. I mean, you know, just to, to pull the, the puck going down the ice, the two snipes he had in motion, just coming down the wing, just one putting it far corner and one quick motion. And the other one just quickly looking, seeing five hole and just not even thinking about and just putting it along the ice through the legs. You know, honestly, I think if a lot of other players on this team just said, you know, I'm just going to kind of put it, try to put it along the ice, would probably score more goals than they do right now. I agree. And Hedl, I think, also has that, you know, he's he's got that uh, really stiff stick, which kind of helps with those sorts of goals. And it's not just like getting a weird flex and always just lifting the puck. You know, I mean, he just it's hard, but he uses his full control and he puts it where he wants it. And, you know, he's uh, he's absolutely on fire. And if he scores tonight, I mean, I, I was upset he didn't get the hat trick. Has he ever had a hat trick for the Rangers? You know, I don't think he has. So maybe he's got, you know, no, I don't think I think he's got one. Well, yeah, so he had a hat trick in the, in the uh, preseason against the Islanders, right? That he got count there. Um, uh, in the, that was last year in the preseason. But I think that's the only hat trick he's ever had. So it doesn't technically count. Yeah, I, I think that might be the only one. I'm looking it up right now. Nope, nope, no. Nope. I'm looking right. on at music and look it up. Save. He's got any hat tricks? Nope, not a single one. So, I thought that was finally it. But, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, his confidence is going to help with the other players on that line. So, obviously, Kako has some really nice uh, defensive plays and also makes an excellent, a few excellent passes. And honestly, that line was dangerous all night. And Lafreniere, a guy who and rightfully so everyone's been very hard on recently looked like a different player he looked faster he looked more assertive and obviously it's if he goes back tonight to looking kind of disengaged not disengaged but just looking a step behind and not knowing what to do it'll be uh you know it'll be that can of worms but you at least have to hope to to god that he can build off that game because he looked faster he had separation he looked more assertive and aggressive and he looked like he was playing with more um confidence and just honestly just playing a more read and react direct not just not thinking just playing so um obviously the kid line is emerging as probably the Rangers best line but that being said uh Panarin and Mika finally start to hook up for some some magic when, at a much needed time you know so uh that's good that's good news for the Rangers because you know those things take time yeah and and you know I don't know what this means really for the future of the New York Rangers in terms of cap space and who and what they're going to do for the future, who they're going to bring in, you know, at the deadline in terms of a rental. But, you know, next year, Philip Petal is a restricted free agent. Uh, he's going to get paid. I would imagine he's going to get paid 
slightly more than Vinny Trocek, looking probably maybe at the $6 million range. Um, I mean, Philip Heedle is 23 years old, so next year he'll be 24. I would imagine he'll... Do you think he goes the route where he gets another? He wants another contract at like say twenty eight. Andy, mm. uh, what what would you do if you're in his position? Because you want one more big contract, like or, or are you looking for something really long term? But that would bring you to a weird age of thirty two. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's I think for the reason that you you mentioned, it's tough. Because if he has that crazy years, you know, he might get eight million from another team, nine million, yeah, especially but, with the cap going up. Yeah, but that could also backfire too. So, which is the danger? So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, if you're going to bet on yourself, you have to really be sure, and it's also you have to be sure you, you're going to be put in the best position to succeed. You know, true. Um, true. I'm sorry, my dog is whining outside of the door, so I'm going to let her in really quick. So, James, you can riff about. Uh, you can keep expanding on your point. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm not sure what Filipino will do. I mean, if I'm in his position, I mean, he's certainly trending in a really good direction. If I'm him, and I hope he you know, feels that he can bet on himself and that there is still more to, okay. to go and he's just not this player where he's, this is the best you're going to get, he could be flirting with a, you know, a 1B center on any team in the NHL. I would hope that he would bet on himself. And if he does then I would go short-term again and try to get another contract in another couple years where you could sign a really big long-term, you know, eight, $9 million deal, you know, with the cap going up in a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what Philip Beatles is going to do. You know, it also depends if, you know, maybe he just wants to stay long-term in New York and doesn't really care. And, you know, he'll take a six. Whoa. I just, I have this music too. You know, I hate cap money sometimes, but anyway, uh yeah if he wants to uh you know be a part of the new york rangers maybe they you know kind of ask him listen we'll give you as much term as we possibly can but your number is going to be slightly lower than what you may want it to be but you're going to be here for our entire future and our entire run here as we you know put together the core of this team so i don't know it all depends on what he wants and what he uh you know expects and and honestly i he, uh, to me, I see him flirting right around that $6 million range. I mean, he's got to make more than Vinny Trocek, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, uh, a couple questions for you, Andy. Uh, looking at the Rangers cap situation, I don't know what they're going to do for next year, but uh, this year, do you think there's a significant contract that will be off the books by the end of this season or uh, up you know, until the trade deadline? Um. Well, wait. I'm sorry. So you're asking me, like, I'm a, I'm basically what, how, asking, is there how are we going to get money, a, cat, cat money? Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, like, like Goudreau is really the easiest person to move. Yeah. I mean, I would say Goudreau is probably the easiest to move. Uh, it's very hard. Other than that, I mean, you got you got rid of Ryan Reeves's contract, which obviously helps. Um, right. You. I mean. You'd have to imagine that uh, we, you know, I mean, what if Sammy Blay, uh, you know, he's UFA at the, this is his last season with the Rangers. So if you don't resign him, that's a million and a half coming off the books as well. Um, 
other than that, I mean, it's tough that, you know, they have a bunch of, right now they have a bunch of guys. Luckily, they were able to lock VC up at the number they did um, for another two seasons, which is well worth it. But uh, yeah, that's the problem because you have, you're going to have the big guy, the big guns making the money. You know what I mean? And Aaron making Can we 11. waiver Lachishan? Was- um, I mean, apparently, so they, as he was a waiver claim, so they, they have him at 766, so it's nothing. You know, obviously they can hide him too. So I don't know if I necessarily think he's going to. Oh, right, I, right. They, they can actually know, just drop him, right? I mean, last, next year. Yeah, next year is Lind- Lindgren's last year at $3 million. Um, I think that's the, the biggest thing. You know, you'll have Schneider for next year too, but you have to, if it's not next year, you do wonder, is Ryan Lindgren in their future plans or is, can they afford a, a player like that? You know, basically, it's going to be real tough, man. I mean, they'd have to be really stupid to trade Philip Heedle. <laughs> You know, you, you, ha- you have to find a way to, to make it work with all the, everyone, even if you're like, look, we're going to have one more kick at it. And then after that, we're going to make the hard choice and try to convince, uh, you know, a vet, whether that is a Jacob Truba, despite being the captain or a Chris Kreider that, who knows, it might be even Panarin if, depending on how the, the postseason goes, you know, um, but, uh, that's the you, only way I see it working. Well, be honest with me. You just said his name. Is there an actual chance that he's not a New York Ranger after next year? Well, I mean, here's the Cause, thing. Because you take we, away Panarin. It's a lot of the, money. Yeah. It's, the, the, the floodgates are up. open. The New York Rangers are back, and they, they, can, t- they can bring in anybody. Multiple yeah. people. Or at least pay the people that you know, give more ice time. Pay. I mean, it's tough because you know, I think we all, everyone heard the rumor that Chris Drury was not happy with Panarin's performance. There was some pushback on that, but at the same time, Panarin knew wasn't happy with his performance either and said as much. And, um, but he was also like, you know, he's playing with hurt players and he himself was kind of hurt too. So we'll, we shall see, but who knows, maybe he has another ineffective playoffs and that's it. And it's just why we're paying you $12 million and that could be better spent elsewhere. You know, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, he's not a twelve million dollar player this you know. season. That's for sure. Yeah, which is a shame because honestly, you know, maybe a little bit last year, but for his first few years here, he absolutely was. You know, he was he he. You know, his first two seasons here were incredible. You know, and listen, he is a special player. Even when maybe not having good games, he still can put up make something out of nothing and put up goals and points like obviously the rangers needed a big goal to to tie it back up and he made that play behind the net where it was brilliant you know what i mean and also he can move the puck really well in the power play but it's just you pay a guy that much money you literally have to be the revelation on the team and he hasn't been that since his first you know two and a half years or as a new york ranger so yeah i mean again Let's say it doesn't go the way it, it just another if he has another relatively disappointing performance in the playoffs, uh, yeah, then maybe they do explore that because that would be the easiest, easiest way to not have to. Because even if you, you're getting one rid of one of Kreider or Truba, it's still, you know, there are ripple effects in that. And it's still, you, know, you just made Truba captain and clearly, you know, it's not always as consistent as one, one might like, but. 
he clearly provides something when he does that. You know, Kreider had just had probably what was going to be the, his best year of his career. It's never going to get to that again, I don't think. I think he had it. You know, you were hoping he just becomes a, you know, at least a 30 goal forward, which is obviously possible. But I think anyone can see he's that that might have been the, the, the peak of his powers. And now we're on the downward slope. You know what I mean? So. But yeah, they have really tough decisions to make, and hopefully they have some some creative accounting somewhere they can figure out, but it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Well, we have the Vancouver Canucks tonight at eight, Andy. That's in six minutes. Yes. Uh, what do you say, you know, you kind of wrap things up here and give us your expectations for tonight? Uh, they should win. I think it took a lot for a depleted, clearly flawed, yet still kind of spicy Canucks team to push uh, to make it to over to OT with uh, the Devils. I will say if you're the Rangers, a loss tonight is unacceptable. You know, unless Igor literally is still in his brain is still in uh, South Florida. There's no chance or not chance, but there's there's no reason you should lose this game, you know? No, and you would hope that the, you know, not to cut you off here, but you would hope that they would want to continue this momentum. You know, that Flames game had to be a really good feeling going in there. I mean, you saw, you know, obviously Lafreniere scoring a huge goal. You know, I'm sure the boys were, you know, excited for him. Uh, You know, Mika had a big night. You know, Panarin got a couple points. You got a a big time emotional win, and now's not the time to, you know, you know, fart around you gotta you know bear down and get another two points because you know the teams in front of you and the teams you know behind you looking up are are not losing so you know every game every game matters here yeah and um you know i we didn't really talk about it because we talked about everyone else but i did want to give uh yaroslav halak his flowers yes when is the last time this guy's lost you know after literally losing his first six games as a ranger and and honestly, a lot of them outside of one or two games, it wasn't. It never really seemed like it was his fault. You know, one it was just, game against Columbus, he got a bad rep here as a guy that's not going to be able to get it done as the backup goalie. And he's been he's been good. You know Excellent. what I mean? He makes you know. And listen, he is he's obviously a, at his age. You know, he is what he is at this point. But he's you can always tell he's focused and he. He always, he always, you know, he'll listen, he'll give everyone gives up a bad goal here or there, but it doesn't, even if he does give up a bad goal, it doesn't seem to be like in years past where Georgiev, like he gave up one bad, then the wheels would just fall off. You know what I mean? Because you even saw some frustration on some of the goals he gave. You gave, they gave up two quick goals in quick succession and uh, Calgary goes ahead. But, you know, they just kept playing. He still makes some big saves, made some, a big stop in uh, overtime and then they go the Rangers go down the other way and Lafreniere seals the deal so you know he's been excellent but uh, that didn't answer your question but as far as the Canucks go yes they have to win this game uh, when you and I last spoke we said what is an acceptable for the out of the next three games what's acceptable and I basically said I what I said four four out of the six is what I want yep you know but you know I would be happier with I'd have I'd obviously be happy with six, but you know it's like if they can win this game and even if they lose the next game, like in overtime or a shootout, that's five out of six points. You know I can't really be too mad at that. You know what I mean? So, but win against the teams you're supposed to win against, and this is a team you should and 
you're supposed to win against. So I can, I don't know, not much to analyze. Just go out there and win. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.